1: Friday Good morning Good people Welcome to A to Z Sports Live We're streaming live on YouTube on this beautiful Friday And of course I am your host Will Skywalker Steel. Coming up today, thanks to some some discourse, right? I noticed it here on YouTube, I noticed it on Twitter, and I wanted to open up the discussion on the show. I really had no intentions on talking about the running back free agent market today, but I was seeing you guys, not you guys that are here, because y'all weren't the ones on Twitter and in the chat. Comment section talking about this. I said, let me open this thing up. Let's talk about this running back free agent market today. It's not quite a a free agency primer. It's gonna feel like it a little bit. Uh, but usually with our primer shows, we we talk about cat boy criteria. We're really not going to talk about that today. Um, I'll have my reasonings later on in the show, but we're gonna take a, a thorough look at this running back market and See if the Cowboys will be interested in some of these top names. And I'll have my reasonings to why they may and why they may not. Um, And we'll talk about that with y'all, man. 351-999-3787. Before we get into that, we'll jump into the roundup. We still are keeping our ears to the ground on this this coaching cycle. And then today is Friday. We usually do it Thursday. But we got a guy, Patrick Nosey Walker, coming through. Uh, We'll get his take on some of the things happening down there. In at the star or around the coaching situation. That's really what I want to know. Like, what's going to happen if DQ is out of here? Because we are all on the edge of our seats trying to figure that part of it out. But I think we might have bumped into an accidental great show today. I had no intentions on this show, but I got a feeling it'd be a good one. Am I being a little messy? Maybe, maybe just a little bit. After what I saw on the the tweeter and what I saw in some of the comment sections, I kind of want to bring that. Little bit of mess here today on the show. So make sure y'all definitely join in this conversation. All right, what's good with y'all bomb squad? Bomb
0: squad.
1: Couple days away from the championship game round. Is it the division the divisional round or the championship round where they say it's the best weekend of football, whatever? I felt like the divisional round was the best. That was it was all great games. So we'll see. But uh two two heavyweight matchups we got going on this weekend. Uh can't wait for it. And also we'll be recording some senior bowl stuff with my guy Foot. So I'll have that for y'all next week too. All right? With that said, let's go ahead and hit this roundup real quick. We got Pat coming on in about five
0: minutos. It's time! It's time! It's time. It's time. 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 It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys
1: let me talk to you let me talk to you Cowboys nation so yesterday the finalists for the NFL honors dropped and of course the Cowboys had a handful of them four of them to be specific they'll be invited to what is it is it Vegas is it always in Vegas I mean I know the Super Bowls in Vegas but they'll be invited to Vegas for the NFL honors award show Um, This time this year for Dak, he's not going there for the Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. He's going as an MVP candidate, offensive player of the year candidate. CD Lamb is going for a uh, offense offense player of the year candidate, and then Deron Bland and Michael Parsons will be going for defensive player of the year candidate. Which I know this is going to sound crazy, but how does somebody with nine picks and was it five or six pick sixes don't win the award? That's He's not going to do it. He's not going to win it. But I mean, any other year, that is a. It's not even a debate. Hell, Stefan Gilmore won it with like five interceptions. Nah, I think he had more than that. But nonetheless, I feel like Deron Bland, somebody had posted this on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy that he's probably not going to win it. But six picks, sixes, five picks, sixes, nine picks. Probably going to come in like fifth place. (laughs) It's likely going to go to Miles Garrett. Uh, Michael will be second. TJ Watt. You know, and and then maybe Deron Bland. That's how it's going to go. How much you want to bet? Coaching news. So, a lot happened yesterday. A lot happened. Surprise hire out of Atlanta. Raheem Morris gets the head coaching job down there. They pass on Bill Belichick, and we'll get to that in a second. Shocker to me. Um, n- not to the people involved in the league, some of the players, former players under Raheem Morris. That organization knows Raheem Morris. He he coached there briefly under Dan Quinn, ironically. Uh, so they they have, you know, they they know who he is, the type of person he is. This will be his second head coaching job. He coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a long time ago, like 13 years ago. He was young. It was like Thirty-something years old, young thirties at that. Um, learned his lesson—not say learned his lesson, learned from it. Worked his way back up. Now he gets another head coaching gig. They pass on Bill for Raheem Moore. Should tell you something there. The Panthers—they hire another young up-and-coming guy. Uh, it was a Dave Canales, the uh, offensive coordinator from the Buccaneers, who helped with the turnaround of Baker Mayfield's career. Baker Mayfield was a washed first-round pick who was on like five or six teams gets to Tampa and uh, their OC, you know, helps guide him to a career season in a playoff victory. And he got the head coaching job. So he'll have the honor of trying to get Bryce Young, right? So that leaves only two positions open, Washington and Seattle. Washington and Seattle both have interviewed Dan Quinn or will be interviewing for the second time. I know I think he did Seattle's already. Apparently, Washington is going to interview him again, but it feels like the rumors are Ben Johnson is going to get that job, which leaves Seattle potentially being the last one open, where apparently Dan Quinn is the leading candidate. But until pen is on paper, you you just don't know. Unfortunately, we won't be hearing any news on that until next week. So that'll be another, what, that'll be three weeks? just waiting and waiting and waiting around on this Dan Quinn thing, but it is what it is. That That's how we're moving. That's how they're moving. So, we'll, We should know something next week. I'd be shocked if we don't know where Dan Quinn will be by next week. Some other sidebar coaching news. The Eagles are set to interview Kellen Moore for their offensive coordinator position. I mean, So look, we know we know Kellen's offense, right? You I'm not, look, I'm not saying I, I don't know Jalen Hurts personally. oh boy, boy, oh but you can't be no run one read quarterback with that offense. If if Kellen Moore is truly going to be their offensive coordinator, Jalen Hurts needs to go to Tom House, Mike Martz, uh John Kitna. Hell, Tom Brady. He need to go somewhere to learn how to read consistently a little bit more. Now, look, this could be because of the coordinators he was under. I don't know, man. It ain't my problem. But all I'm saying is. If he going to continue to be that one read quarterback, I hope they hire Kellen Moore. Oh, I hope they hired Kellen Moore. Nonetheless, man, Bill Belichick also is looking like, according to reports, he's going to be on the outs for 2024. And no, Cowboys Nation, because I know y'all going to start asking these questions. Well, can he? You think he'll be the defensive coordinator here if Dan Quinn leaves? No, I don't think he's going to work under Mike McCarthy in the lame duck season. I can't see that happening not at all he'd likely just sit out 2024 and and then return to coaching if he wants to in 2025 so i don't think that's going to happen not that tall but let's ask our guy patrick Nosey walker of DallasCowboys.com on scientific method
2: hey
1: pat bill belichick defensive coordinator 2024 what say you It's not happening
3: (laughs) (laughs) not happening um here's how i look at it when some some head coaches or former head coaches or however you want to look at it recently um parted with their teams you know they would be open to probably taking a demotion and but typically when that happens it's because they're trying to rebuild their brand right yeah um, Bill Belichick, even though he struggled with Mac Jones in, in post-Brady years in New England, there is no one who believes that Bill Belichick needs to rebuild his brand. So that being said, I do not see anything's possible, but I absolutely do not see a scenario in which Bill Belichick says, even though my brand, regardless of what happened over the past several years in the post-Brady uh, uh, era in New England, regardless of that, I don't see any scenario where he feels he needs to go down a peg to a coordinator role to move back up a peg when we all know that if he sits out 2024, he is absolutely the number one candidate in 2025 for every single team that will need a head coach. And we will see if that's the Cowboys as well. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's on his brain as well. Maybe if he sits out in 2024, things don't go well with Mike McCarthy. You're Bill Belichick. I mean, there you go.
1: Exactly, man. And the reason why that's coming up is because of the uncertainty surrounding Dan Quinn, who's beloved, obviously, in that organization uh, as as a player coach guy and a guy who's helped turn around a defense that was historically bad in 2020. But I would like to know, we would like to know, you know what are the vibes surrounding this defense coordinator position if he is to depart? Because it feels like that could be a high possibility, more so than the last two seasons. Are we talking... In house, are we talking out? You know, outside of the organization, hire. What, what are you feeling around there?
3: Well, first of all, they want Dan Quinn to, to come back. Mm-hmm. That's why you've not heard or seen the Cowboys make any any news or any moves That's as far as that position is concerned. um They're really—it's it, a waiting game. They're really waiting to see what DQ does, and if he does not um leave for a head coach job, then he'll be right here in Dallas as the defensive coordinator for Mike McCarthy. If he does. Um, to answer your question, I I get the sense that they'll look in-house first. I think they'll do some, you know, a little bit of due diligence. I'm not of the mindset, based on what I'm hearing, that they'll, you know, go out there and and throw a fishnet at the situation outside of the building to try to see, you know, uh, this person or this person or this person. I don't think it'll be like a a robust 20-person interview process. I think it'd be more so I think they have their targets in-house, Um, plural, one primarily, I look at Joe Witt Jr. as someone if he doesn't depart with Dan Quinn. But I had this conversation yesterday with a colleague as far as Joe Witt Jr. is concerned. the Same for Al Harris as another example. Obviously, there's a a possibility that if Dan Quinn leaves that he takes one or more members of his current staff with him. Obviously, that's possible. Um, So you might see someone like Al Harris Go wherever he's going, especially if it's somewhere like the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe not so much the Washington Commanders, but the Seattle Seahawks. They have a very good secondary that a guy like Al Harris would thrive in as well. Um, but for Joe Witt Jr., you have to start to wonder: At what point does he want his own program again? Yeah. Um, I mean, this you know this is a perfect situation for him in that if Dan Quinn does uh, leave for uh, other pastures, that you look at Joe Witt Jr. and you say, you know what? Um, it's ready-made for you. Now the question would then become, who would Joe Wood Jr. be up against as far as outside candidates are concerned? But if you, uh, if you guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you're following the news and the hiring process that's been going on around the NFL, uh, not a ton that are still left um, for possible defensive coordinator additions to the Dallas Cowboys. And then keep in mind, if it's a lateral move, that then has to be that request has to be approved by the team, uh, the incumbent team. So the logistics there as well but the longer it takes DQ to make the decision the more likely it is that if he decides to leave that it is going to be an in-house hire just by virtue of one you have some capable candidates in house Joey Junior Al Harris but you're also kind of putting yourself on the back end of the hiring cycle as far as outside the building uh, potential ads so there we are with that
1: man that, that's exactly how I was feeling you know because if they if they really truly wanted somebody outside the organization i think they would have had to make that move on dan quinn in a sense of 100 i know they don't want to use the term fire because they just don't do that often there but they would have had to fire dan quinn because now they're behind the eight ball man these these coordinators are getting hired or they're getting head coaching jobs or you know they're they're taking the same position elsewhere and now you're just left with scraps per se so i i i definitely wholeheartedly agree with what you said
3: yeah, and that's that's exactly where they are um, with the situation. I, I'm getting the sense that they feel comfortable enough to play the waiting game with Dan Quinn for a couple reasons. And as stated, one, they want Dan Quinn to come back. They want him to feel as highly valued as Mike McCarthy said in the press conference that he is so highly valued that they would hold their entire process uh, on defense to allow him time to work through his interviews, and then hopefully, in their eyes, remain in Dallas. But If he doesn't remain in Dallas, I feel that that's the other part of the equation and that they're they're comfortable with maybe a current plan by saying, okay, well, if Dan does leave, then, hey, Joe, Al, whomever else, already in the building, here's a ready-made package for you. So I just don't get the sense that they are uh, super pressed to go outside of the building to replace DQ if, in fact, DQ does leave.
1: Last last one on this. Do do you think there's something to – you know, being, it's going to be a lame duck season. A coach on his last year in regards to a hiring process, because I know that's kind of been a conversation. I've had that conversation. I feel like, you know, if it's a coach on his last year of a deal, that that could deter someone, of a position coach potentially joining that staff. You think that there's merit to that, or it's just kind of just like a myth?
4: It's
3: contextual. I mean, it's merit to it when it's merit to it. So I, I what I mean by that is, is you have to look at the culture that's been built between in the locker room and also the relationship between the players and the coaches and the coaching staff and the head coach. And you have to ask yourself, what does that culture look like? So, for example, yeah. I would say if you look at it, let, let's say the locker room in Dallas was fractured. Let's say it smelled like the Philadelphia Eagles locker room, right, where A.J. Brown is reportedly beefing with Sirianni and, you know, these this player is not – jobbing with that player, and Jalen Hurts versus A.J. Brown reportedly, okay, that's a fractured locker room, and the head coach is rapidly, if not completely, losing that locker room in Philadelphia. If this is, in fact, in this using this as context, if this is, in fact, Nick Sirianni's last season, and players feel that going in, and it was already fractured before he went into this potentially final season, then that's a lame duck year Because these players, especially the high-profile players, they, they could be looking at him like, oh, man, we're – we don't have to listen to you. Just We're just waiting you out, yeah. right? Like but Brandon if it's a Staley. situation like it is, <laughs> perfect example. Perfect example, Brandon Staley. But if you look at the, the culture that – and I get it. There were reasons to part ways with Mike McCarthy. What happened against Green Bay Packers, there are no excuses for that. That was not a professional football team that put on the Cowboys uniform and went out there against the Green Bay Packers. It was abysmal. It was historically uh, bad. All of those things. Feel free to fire away. Also true that these players would run through a wall for Mike McCarthy. You saw guys celebrating the news that he was returning and not only celebrating privately with their with their loved ones, but they hopped on Twitter. They hopped on Facebook. They were hopped on IG. They were out there celebrating it. And also I can tell you behind the scenes in the building, they were celebrating it as well. So I look at that as not a lame duck season, but more of a prove it season in that The Cowboys looked at Mike McCarthy and split the difference. They said, we're not going to fire you, but we're not going to extend you. We're going to push you into a proven season like a player, that we're going to treat this like you're a player. If you want an extension, you need to go out there. You need to win a Super Bowl in 2024. If you're the players who would now run through a wall for this particular head coach, you don't want this head coach to go out like that, and you don't want to go out like that. So because it's it's more culture-based, I see this as a particular – or a chance, I should say, because we'll see how they perform. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I see that this is a chance for this culture and this play, these players in this locker room to galvanize behind the fact that if McCarthy doesn't get the job done, and if this is a coach that you love so dearly, so dearly, then you need to step it up as players. You need to make sure that you're executing nearly to perfection, do away with the penalties, get better at your at your communication in real time and your adjustments on the field and things like that do everything in your power to try to keep this coach around and i feel like that's how the players are going to approach it in 2024 which is why i don't call uh mccarthy's season coming to come a lame duck as much as i call it a hey, prove it year i think the players are behind him
1: Ooh, yo that was some high quality context and science right there, boy. i mean that. You just definitely reframed my mindset on this whole thing, cause cause that makes well, hey, so hey, much hey. damn sense right there.
3: Hey, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last
1: night. So <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you are <laughs> truly a home. scientist, sir. You are truly a scientist. I merely stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> With Hattie B's, Mike.
1: exactly, exactly. I got a, I got a good one too. Later, by the way, y'all stick around for that. Um, so the Cowboys. You know, they they got a whole lot of free agents this year. I think 16 of them. And I did a show yesterday on bringing back some of these dudes. And it was just kind of just throwing it out there. There wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of context there because we don't know if Dan Quinn's returning. I think that has a major impact. However, regardless of if he returns or not, I feel like there's still certain guys that that are just you have to bring these dudes back. Or you should. Let me say not have to. You should bring these guys back. Give me your top priority guys that should return to the Cowboys. Uh, of their 16 free agents?
3: Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to Jonathan Hankins. Uh, I, I think that it is paramount that you can get Jonathan Hankins back in this building for a couple reasons. One, we know what he does for your run defense. Uh, two, we've seen him have one of his best se- recent seasons, uh, this past one in 2023, not only as a, a run stopper and a you know double-teams eater, but also getting into the opposing backfield and disrupting. We talk about that multi-sack game he had uh, on the back end of the season. Um, the other part of that is Mozzie's not ready, and I don't know what you're doing with Mozzie yet, yeah. and because I don't know what you're doing with Mozzie yet with this weight reduction. Is he a 3T? Is he a 1T? You know, well, right now he's not a one tech not with that weight, but, you know, need to see what's going on there in year two. Too much flux at, at, in that situation, so you got to get Jonathan Hankins back for me. That that's a no-brainer. Um, Stefan Gilmore definitely wants Steph back. Um, I would have preferred that they did not play what turned out to be a 40% Stefan Gilmore with the torn labrum. I would have preferred a 100% Israel Mukwamu <laughs> or 100% Deshaun Wright in a game of that magnitude. But don't get me started. Uh, Stefan Gilmore had a very, very strong season. Unfortunately, we did not get to see the Gilmore-Diggs combo I would still love to see that, but now it would be the Gilmore-Diggs-Bland trio, which would be absolutely fantastic. To that point, I want Jordan Lewis back in the building. He is now back at top form. He was uh, mostly a dog in those past several regular season games, the last few regular season games, forcing takeaways, helping a run defense. Guess what you need? Help with your run defense. So shouldn't let guys who are good in defending the run and covering and taking the ball away out of the building. Maybe Bland goes back to nickel. But then you need Jordan Lewis as both health insurance against injury and rotational duties. Um, And from there, you know, I want to see a guy like Dorrance Armstrong. I think he is perennially perennially underrated by Cowboys fans and and some in Cowboys media. I don't think people understand just how impactful he can be. And it just kind of goes from there. I'd like to see another year from Dante Fowler. I want Sam Williams unleashed. I did last year, but – I don't know that I'm ready yet. I I might have to take a step back on that, not because of the skill set. Sam Williams is a beast skill-wise. But mentally, he has to learn how to do away with the penalties. So I feel like if you massively increase his snap count, you're commensurately you're massively increasing the possibility of him getting penalties that extend the opposition's drives and put points on the board for them. So careful with that. So those Mm -hmm. are some of the top ones. This running back room is going to look different. You know, love Rico. Really like what Tony did. I, I would prefer that if you keep Tony, you're going to have to get an alpha um, in here. I, I don't. I think Tony Pollard is a phenomenal RB two. As RB one, you saw what you get there. Capable, but not explosive. Rico, wonderful RB two. Is he RB one? I don't know that that's true. So, uh, and then the question comes: What do you do with Tyron Smith? Yeah, that uh, that's that's one big that that looms. I'd get him back on a one-year deal, which allows you to approach the situation in the draft and develop guys like Austin Richards behind him. See if Matt Wolesko can remain healthy, uh, and then you know address that situation in 2025 as far as his future. But I would get Tyron Smith back on at least a one-year deal and let this be his his swan song.
1: No, Trent C. No, I'm just playing with your brother. <laughs> uh, you,
3: bro. You said prioritize. I
1: know, I'm know about uh, brother.
3: Rich. You don't want me to go down and break it down into quarters, right? First quarter, second quarter. You, we ain't got enough time for that much time.
0: Yeah, you know, got a nah. love
3: Trent, man. I, much love for Trent. You didn't hear Trent name called nah. at all, which means he did his job.
1: He did like, his he, job, and he was killing it on job. social media, man. He was killing it. On what,
3: exactly. Did his job. Much love, Trent. Keep it keep it up. You, Hopefully you come back. Because long snappers are
1: They don't get the love, often, man.
3: They don't get the love, especially from my brother KD Drummond. I see you, bro. You know, KD was hating on LP, the legend. I remember so that. I no, was, I was producing those guys.
1: episodes watching him hate on right. LP. You
3: feel me? And where was I with it? Long snappers matter. Yeah. So, Trent, keep it up, man. Hope to see you back in Dallas next year.
1: Hey, you was doing your job um, on dot .com. You wrote the article about the NFL honors uh, nominees for the Cowboys. You know, Dak Prescott, CD Lamb uh De'Ron Bland and Michael Parsons so I kind of wanted to put this question to you you know they all had amazing seasons impressive seasons who do you think had the most impressive season of the four though
3: Ooh man um that's a, that's a tough one and I've been thinking about that one when it comes to Dak Prescott you know it was one of his best regular seasons ever but I've also seen, and this is not a knock to him, obviously. Uh, this is just contextually speaking. I've also seen him throw for almost 5,000 yards and, uh, and set the, the Cowboys' single-season franchise record, just falling just a few yards shot, 20-row more. So I've seen Dak Prescott do this. Um, C.D. Lamb hadn't seen him do it like this, yeah. right? Uh, Michael Parsons, I've seen him do this, you know, 14 sacks with 13 and a half last year, 13 before, I've seen him do this. Derron Bland, haven't seen him or anyone ever do this, and that's where I have to land. C.D. Lamb had just an explosive, utterly ridiculous season that could have been even more so. Maybe he's a 2,000-yard receiver if the Cowboys offense didn't, didn't sputter out of the gate over the first four or five weeks. Um, but fact is, when the offense was sputtering, Derron Bland was doing it He did it in week one, right? Trip drill, interception, right? No one has ever, 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 ever had five pick sixes. And talk about how old the NFL is as an organization. That is unbelievable. And that's why I wrote in, I want to say mid-November, in that particular science lab, that I believe that Deron Bland needs to be a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. At the time, he was nowhere near being in the conversation odds-wise, and now the NFL honors... Um, finalists have been released, and voila, Deron Bland is a finalist, and I hope he comes home with the the, the trophy. He's up against it because there's obvious edge rush bias, you know, Micah, yeah. uh, Max, TJ, Miles. But notice there's only one cornerback in that conversation, and it's because of how special Deron's season has been. So obviously you would have liked to see with all of this talent and all of these potential honorees on a roster and – All these all all pros and pro bowlers that this season didn't end as horrifically as it did. But these are regular season honors, ladies and gentlemen. And when it comes to that, I'm going to go with DeRon Blair.
1: Man, I said this earlier. It feels like any other season, I don't even know if it'd be particularly close. I I mean, you break the record for pick sixes. You you lead the league in interceptions. I I don't know how. It's not like somebody at the defensive end room had 30 sacks, you know, 10 forced fumbles or, or anything like that. We watched Stephon Gilmore, win defensive player of the year, and he had like half the interceptions and half right. the pick sixes. Right, so. numbers
3: weren't even comparable to what Deron yeah. did. So to that point, Stephon did it, uh, what, 2019 was that? I, I think believe? so, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, Stephon did it with numbers that at the time were phenomenal. And now you look at Deron's numbers in comparison to those numbers, and you are hard-pressed to find an adjective that matches what we witnessed this year so ladies and gentlemen for all of the the you know the nauseating gut-wrenching emotions you have coming out of the green bay loss i share them with you but it's also true that we will look back one day on what deron bland did in 2023 and and probably realize that we'll never see that again Mm.
1: man what what amazing anyone ever (laughs) yeah yeah i mean again what was the record five and that was what in the 90s or something
3: and the record was Or four. Record four. was four. Yeah. yeah, the record was four. So he yeah. matched the record and then was like, Let me let me put one more, I mean, uh, one more on top of that Cherry it. on top of that. And then went on to lead the league in interceptions as well. So yeah, it's De'Ron Bland for me. Um Micah did exactly what we thought he'd do, T J. You know, and I, I told I had this conversation with Nick Eaton just yesterday, uh, and as far as that category, defensive player of the year. I said, I understand it's not easy to get 15, 18, 20 sacks. No one's saying it's easy to get that many sacks because it's not. But I promise you, it is easier to get 20 sacks than it is to get five pick sixes, and lead the league in interceptions.
1: That's that's facts. No, that's facts. And, that,
3: and that <laughs> is exactly why Deron Bland should be Defensive Player of the Year.
1: You heard it here first, Cowboys Nation. Deron Bland, D P O Y. Hey, Pat. Man, good stuff today. We shoot, we have to do Fridays more often if you're gonna be able to give us like twenty minutes. I might have to s- finesse your contract or something, bro. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to I ain't try
3: to give you no idea. See what I mean? See what I mean? Give it Say no, like, a smile. <laughs> y'all y'all a
1: know what I had to do to get in here on Friday. Hey, hey dog, you know can I mean? come through on Friday, man? I gotta come. On. Appreciate you, though, bro. Oh, man.
3: No worries, man. I'll talk to you later,
5: bro. You have a good one.
1: You too, dog. That is Patrick Noce Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Dropping that science, man. Dropping that science. See, Thursdays, he's occupied. So we only can get him for like 15 minutes i said hey man can i get like 20 25 out of you on friday man talk to you a little more appreciate my guy doing that man um here's what we're gonna do We're gonna turn this page a little bit what you say (laughs) definitely was a
2: (laughs) what you say not chuck
1: (laughs) definitely one of them man it's definitely one of them uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna turn the page and um Get into this running back stuff. He, he kind of hinted at something at the end of our segment right there that I want to uh, do some segue Jones into. All right, so let's go ahead and take a little quick coffee break, water break, go to the bathroom real quick, do what you got to do, fake like you're doing work when your boss
0: walked by, and come on back. All right. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast... In front of the million... Of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and reach for the sky. Here's your host, Skywalker Steel.
6: I'm Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live.
1: What's good, Cowboys Nation? Or should I say Bomb Squad? What's good? Bomb Squad. wish a hat. i wish dog. You know. trust and believe me y'all would know if i did that coming on to the show i gotta be professional you know what i mean so one of the questions that i asked him was um now i ask you guys this who was the most impressive of the four nfl honors invitees or in, you know guys that are going to the is it again is it Vegas wherever it is Dak Prescott you had uh CeeDee Lamb you have Deron Bland Michael Parsons I can't argue against Deron Bland not at all but if you wanted to argue Dak I think the, the context you would have to add is that he pretty much did this without a running game that's that's the context you got to add to it um and the numbers led the league in touchdowns or whatnot top five or whatever in a lot of categories second team all pro all that stuff could have been even crazy you know we equivalent of what two games he sat fourth quarters or whatever it is so it could have been even crazier but there was no need to it was just quite literally be stat padding you know how they like to pretend that he stat pads but that will quite literally be stat padding and the reason why i bring that up is because we're talking about the running back free agent market and pat brought up how you know In all likelihood, this will look like a new room. And I think it should be. It should look like a new room, 100%. And that leads me into this. My Eddie B's hot take. Might be mild, whatever. But when you really dive deep into it, given what the Cowboys do, I think it's pretty hot. Because we don't don't normally do anything like this. My hot take after thinking about this, and I'll give my reasonings, I think the Dallas Cowboys will make a splash in the running back free agent market. And here's why I think it could happen. Number one, Dallas tends to be reactive as opposed to proactive. We understand that. Uh, This is a team that in 2022 knew it needed wide receiver help, knew it needed cornerback help, and waited till after the season to get it. 2023 even before the season they knew they needed running back help during the season injuries happened to the position knew you needed running back help still didn't do it so I feel like they're going to take a reactive approach like they normally do and they'll make a splash also and I I understand this you have to take the running back the running game seriously they didn't take the running back room seriously but they have to take the running game seriously and you would just hope. You would just hope. After banging your head against the wall three times in a row in the playoffs, it would knock some sense into this organization that you cannot be one-dimensional in the playoffs and expect to rip off three or four games in a row. You just—that That is just the opposite of playoff football. Now, that also entails being better with the plan, being better blocking. So if I'm going to talk about the run game improving, uh, that, that definitely means it's going to go beyond the who, but also the how. So I do think they, they will be reactive to that as well, whether that be completely revamping you know, how they run the rock. And I think that's something that should happen 100%. Number three, and and maybe the most important one here. The running back market right now, is ripe to add a quality guy at a solid market value because that running back market has essentially crashed, and it crashed last year. And if you really think about it, the Cowboys got caught. (laughs) They got caught on the wrong side of that because of the franchise tag where you had Tony Pollard essentially making in one year more than any of the guys that signed big contracts at the running back position. But you had a handful of guys last year play on the tag because nobody wanted to extend any of these. Not just the tag, by the way, play on the tag and play on the last years of their deal because they know what's going on in the running back market. Again, the league, I think, values the running game. I don't think they value one particular player as much anymore, unless you're like a Christian McCaffrey type who is an elite dual threat guy. Like, I feel like you have to be an elite dual threat guy. But with all the guys playing on one tag last year, with all the guys playing on a one-year deal last year, and then in 2023, seeing that for the first time in the last 10 years, and it could go back further than this. I didn't I didn't go back further, but this is the first time in the last decade that there's only been one running back Eclipse more than 1,200 yards on the ground. I can't see the running back market going up. I don't care how big the name is. You could argue it might go down. But it damn sure is not going up. I don't care if you're a Derek Henry, a Saquon Barkley, or Josh Jacobs. I think the the those guys will not be getting $17 million a year. 15, I, I cannot see it. And then when you really go and you dig at those guys – You know, you got age and mileage with one. you got injury history with the other. You've got a guy who had a down year. I don't see any of these backs demanding high money. So if the position is ripe from a market standpoint, Dallas is in the need for the position. Would not shock me if they made a splash. In fact, I think they will make a splash in in free agency. Now, it may not be the biggest names. We're going to go through some of them here. But I do think it, it will 100% happen, and then they can still draft one. Y'all know how I feel about this situation. Sign a veteran, draft a running back, and am taking the Detroit Lions model of things. So I think it's a perfect time. They, they may have fallen into the perfect timeline to sign a high-quality guy that's not going to break the bank for you. Also, even if you have a threshold, right, like $10 million, say the, your threshold, we're really in like a one-year plan right now, right? One year. You got like one year maybe two, but you got like one year before a head coach may be out. I don't know. We'll see what they'll do with Dak and the extension. We'll see what they do with some of these guys on the offensive line. We'll see what they do with some of the other high-quality dudes. But you really got one year. Who cares if it, if it costs you $7, $8, 9000000 million, if, if that guy is going to help you change how they view this run game? So that's my hot take, Cowboys Nation. Where you at, man? It's my hot take brought to you by Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Y'all let me know. We're going to dive into this thing a little bit more. Get out of there. Get out of there. Phone line 351-999-3787. We're going to jump into looking at this running back. Market here, and I want to tell y'all why and or how this came up. Shout out to who was it, E dub? Yeah, E double. In our mailbag segment. I opened up the mailbag and E dub asked this question right here. He said, Does anyone think the Cowboys should aggressively go after derrick Henry in the offseason? Right? And people was just it was back and forth, back and forth. It was strong opinions on both sides of it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was this much discourse for Derrick Henry as a free agent, right? And so I said, is it the same way, you know, here? Is it the same way there? I'm like, okay, there's a lot of takes on this Derrick Henry thing. And I wondered, is it the same for Saquon Barkley? Is it the same for Josh Jacobs? Is it the same for all these other running backs? So I said, let me bring this mess to the chat. But in all seriousness, though, I do want to explore this market with y'all and see where you guys stand on this. Um, Again, I'll reiterate. Y'all know where I'm at with this veteran guy in free agency, drafted guy in the draft. And truly, truly treat your running back room with a plan and truly, truly treat your run game with a plan. If you don't do that, then I don't think it really matters. You absolutely have to have a plan for how you do this thing. But let's take a look real quick. We're going to use uh, PFF. We're going to use PFF. And I'm going to also use Spotrack in regards to the projected contracts, etc. Or the market value or whatnot. And we're just going to have conversations. We're just going to want to talk about this thing. So PFF, they have them ranked. I don't really care about the ranking. We're just kind of going to go down this list. Saquon Barkley. That's their number 1 guy. Um he has the age on his side. He has the skill, low injury prone type, but up and down rookie contract with the with the Giants. I would imagine a lot of people's arguments to go with Saquon would be because he's younger. Um they're projecting him here at 2 years 11 million average 15 guaranteed. So and I believe on spotrack he's projected at like 6.6. So I'd imagine this is going to fall under 10. I usually tend to lean towards spotrack a little more. But between let's just say between 6 and 10. Would you say Saquon Barkley? And again, we're not even Doing details, but I'll try to just have some, I'll play around with it. Would you sign Saquon Barkley between 6 and 10, and it's only two years, that means you probably have an ability to get out of it the next year. 15 million guaranteed. Would you do this? Two years between 6 and 10, 15 million guaranteed, Calvary. I feel like you can get them for lower. Uh, no, 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 hard pass. Barkley home run hitter in a duo backfield. Saquon, Elliott, Deuce. Nah, bring it back. If you bring it back, Zeke here, you bring him back as like an RB3 short yardage back goal line guy. Looking for more of a, as, as Pat would say, more of an alpha here. Get him cheaper, nah. A little mixed. Okay. A little mixed on Saquon. What about Josh Jacobs? They got Josh Jacobs here three years, 11 and on average. And they got him 21 million guaranteed, 34 million total. So uh, Jacobs, I think is even younger than Saquon. Not by much, but by a little. And he had a bit of a down year after having an all pro year the season before. Uh, not on a great team. Also got tagged. By the way, Saquon and, and Josh Jacobs both got tagged. But I think he's going to be a sought after running back. Now, now, obviously how the market works, right? These guys are going to wait for the very first, <clears throat> excuse me, domino to fall. And I imagine these, um, these agents are going to try to shoot for the sky. I just don't see teams really buying it. <laughs> because of the position, because of the... The context around these guys, maybe Josh Jacobs might have the the best position of all these dudes because he's young. He's shown that he can, you know, carry the load. He's obviously good. He has the numbers, et cetera. However, the problem is he didn't do that this past season. And they're gonna go into that meeting room or the, the negotiation table and say, Yeah, but you if I wanted to, if I wanted to to say this, I think this could be true. Well, you're on the downside of your career now, Josh. So no, we're not going to pay you top top market money, or market bre- breaking money, whatever. So I don't see Josh Jacobs breaking the bank all like that either. Probably could get him for less than this. We keep it a bean. So I do think, I do think for Dallas, it will come down to can you get them for that ten and under? Because they just paid ten mil for one season for TP. I can't imagine that they wouldn't want to do that for a better back or what they can, could consider an alpha back and then draft a young guy. And then the last one before uh, we take a look at some of these other non kind of top guys is the big one here, man, Derrick Henry. They've got him here at two years, 10 million, 13 million guarantee, which I think would be, I mean, that's just, I don't even think that's a a debate, but But I'd like to hear. Uh, And then over on Spoltrack, they have Derrick Henry at like 4.5 mil per year. Now, the downside to Henry is, you know, he's 30 years old. Just turned 30, actually, this month. Um, He has a lot of tread on his tire. But he feels more AP to me than Ezekiel Elliott. than you know, some of these other uh, Todd Gurley. Le'Veon Bell, he, he he feels more AP in the sense of this is still trucking along. I mean, he's in a, he's an impressive dude. He's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he's the best back of of this of this Gen Z era, or whatever. I don't know what you call this era of football, but of the post AP era, I'm gonna say that he's definitely the best back. But he has a ton of mouths. Um It didn't look like he was. That was a problem in 2023 for a one-dimensional team. So you're talking about two years, 10 mil, it says 10 mil average, but it's 13 million guaranteed. So that probably means you can get out of it after the first year and it wouldn't cost you a bunch. Um, or if you look at track they talking $4.5 million. Oh yeah, you can sign me up for Derek. But but you, you sign me up for Derek with the ability to draft your Ty J Spears, you know what I mean? Because that's who was the second back with. Um, the Titans but you go get you another young back and that's how you have your plan and if you got a Derrick Henry or any of these dudes really but but specifically Derrick Henry you you'd be a fool to be like ah you know run game who cares you'd be a fool and the advantage all these dudes would have on the Cowboys that they didn't have for their other respective teams is number one they'll have one of the best quarterbacks under center, number two, they'll have one of the best passing attacks under center. So if teams elect to play the pass first, got these guys would have the benefit of light boxes. These guys would have the benefit of uh you know running over these these corners and whatnot, or or, or a linebacker would have you if it's only six or seven in the box. But that has to come with a plan. I'm gonna keep saying it because I don't want us to forget that you sign any of these dudes and you're just gonna run shotgun a gap and we're not gonna change our plan. We're not gonna have a better run uh, process, I don't particularly think it'll matter. Um, but yes, talent-wise, you'll get an upgrade in the alpha department, but you still need to make sure that your your, your plan is solid. But Henry at four and a half mil or, or on this contract, again, I say, if you're looking in this as a one-year thing, two-year thing, I don't really think you care about the second season and I'll keep going back to this. You you can't keep doing this. You can't keep rolling into the playoffs one dimensional. And my fear is if 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 the Cowboys solely rely on a, a young buck and there is some some good ones. Now this is this is more of a down year from an NFL draft standpoint for running backs. But like I said before, you're going to find somebody day two, day three, and they're going to be a quality guy. That's just how it always works. But my fear is if they go strictly rookie running back and Jag running back, they'll once again not take it seriously. That is my fear. Not going to lie to y'all. My fear is not. The money. Nah. I don't think anybody's breaking the bank. I could be I could be completely wrong here. We can come back. March 17th, Derrick Henry signs a $75 million. You know what I mean? Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs getting $30 million guaranteed. Man, I could be wrong there. But I'm pretty confident that none of these dudes are breaking the bank. And all of these dudes are really good. So if I get a really good dude, not going to break the bank. And then pair him with a young buck. I feel like you have to take it serious now. You get it, Derrick Henry or Josh or Saquon. Particularly Derrick though. You have to take this seriously. And I do think he's the best of the bunch. Derrick Henry that is. I mean the dude's a freak. 250 size, speed. Break tackles. Power guy. Can throw the rock. He can do everything you want him to do. But if you got a plan. Just have a plan. That's really, for real, for real, offensively, even if these dudes decide to do stupid shit again in regards to being stagnant, which I hope not, please don't, at least you can say, all right, man, let me turn around and and productively hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and those boys, but specifically Derrick Henry. If you said, well, Sky, we're going to come back with the same passing attack with some tweaks, they're going to tweak it, but we improve our running attack and Henry's in the backfield. I do think that affords you to go further in the playoffs. How further that's to be decided. But I think you go further than the goddamn wild card round. So I'd be very interested in the Cowboys. Attacking one of these specifically, Derek, if it's going to cost you four and a half million. I mean, this is what Spotrack got him as <laughs> Not even for Hey, this is are you kidding me? You paid 10 million for TP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is easy money right here. Easy money right here. And then draft your guy. I mean, wherever the hell you want to get the guy at. Probably gonna be second day. Ain't gonna be round one. Oh, it's easy money all day tomorrow. This this is I find this hard to believe, but then again, it's it's the running back market. <laughs> Even if you like, hey, I don't want no dude with 2000 carries. He's 30. Yada yada yada. But if you go back and watch him, boy, it don't look like he's 30. But for 4.3? What? Stop playing with me, dog. They paid 4.3 to Keanu Neal. Mm -hmm. J Ron curse 10 million to TP Franchise tag A goddamn tight end But we out on 4.3 to Derek Henry (laughs) Miss me with that 501 What you got for us today Hello Yes, sir. You are live.
5: Oh, what's going on, Scott? Man, I'm just chiming in on the running back conversation, man. First time caller here. I
1: Appreciate the call, of man.
5: Arkansas. No, man, no problem, no problem. I, I didn't hear you get into. I just joined in, so I didn't really hear you get into any of the unknown names, but not yet. Not man, yet, man. You know, going down the line, man. The Josh Jacobs, man. As an Arkansas guy, give me the D- D- vibes, man. I don't know if I want to. I want to beat that tire one more time. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, so D-Mack. i, don't, I don't think I might be I might be out on the Josh Jacobs. I mean, D Mac did come give us a thousand yard season, but he, did. he didn't get into the end zone too many times. You know what I'm saying? But uh, well, Saquon Barkley, okay, go ahead.
1: No, I was, I was saying you said D Mac vibes. So if I remember correctly, uh, when we signed D Mac, mm-hmm. I mean, he was big time injury prone guy. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. running backs. By the way, you say you from Arkansas? I mean that that backfield y'all had down there would. H- Hillis, D-Mac. Oh, my God, man. I had so much fun watching those boys. He was he was fun. Um, but but why does he oh, give yeah. you D-Mac vibes? If I remember correctly, he was injury-prone dude uh, at the time Cowboys got him.
5: Not so much from, uh, you know, person to person, just the organization that he come from, right? Gotcha. Oh, so, okay, you know, he, out there, you know, he, he, he's been ran to the mud, you know what I mean? Now it's like we're getting him on the back end, and are we going to really get that level of production out of him? if you were to come to us, you know. Like you say, a lot of tread on that tie. Saquon Barkley is injury prone. We know that at this point, you know. I mean, it ain't even really much of a discussion around that. I'm kind of all in with you on the Derrick Henry vibe, though, man. At the cost, you know, we still got TP fairly young. Uh, I'm not completely out on TP, you know. I think we give him a better, to your point, a plan to the running game, a scheme, some better blocking up front, I mean – I don't see how TP can't be Christian McCaffrey-esque. I, I, don't, don't, don't kill me. No, I'm, no, not I'm not gonna, nowhere near saying that's who it is. No, nah, bro, I
1: can't kill you because I put him in that category last year. I said he's he's playing and looks like the McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara role where he can run it big plays and catch it big plays. But that clearly wasn't the situation in 2023. So I'm not going to kill you if I said the same thing last year. Push up, push
5: up, push up, push up. But, man, you know, we and with this, man, that's really where I'm in it is Derek uh, here for sure, man. I would love to see that paired up together. Not to mention that we finally get a competent run game. It may be enough to make that come in those big game situations. Absolutely. You know, we all see what happens. You, you know, we, we see what happens. You know, I'm I'm a big Dak critic. I'm a big Dak fan at the same time. But, you know, at the same time, we have to take into the totality of the whole situation as to why that plays out. Not to derail the conversation on him at all. No, 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 no. But a, a comfort to a run game would, would, would definitely, I think, you know, provide a little ease in those situations so let everything just settle
1: down. I, I 100% concur, brother. It, I, I keep bringing this up because it, it dawned on me after this game. But, you know, you go look at four of the last five playoff games and the Cowboys are averaging like three yards per carry. That that can't happen, Hold man. They're, they're getting less than 100, not even just 100, but they're getting nothing from their run game. And you can't keep asking a quarterback that game in, game out in the playoffs to just put it all on his shoulder. I don't think you can do that three games in a row. I mean, maybe Dan Marino, maybe John Elway in the 80s, maybe Pat, maybe mm-hmm. Pat, but even if you look at Pat, mm-hmm. he's still got a, a, an efficient run game to lean on. Uh, you look at the game exactly. against the – the uh, Bills and the, the Chiefs, they both were leaning on their run game, and those are two of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, exactly. we don't look at Dak like a uh, Patrick Mahomes, so let's not treat him that way in the playoffs. You know, you need to be more than one-dimensional. So I do think that'll help. Absolutely. He's not going to escape the allegations of when shit is looks weird and there's no answer uh, schematically or coaching-wise. He does – look, it is what it is. He does not have an answer himself. So, why not have mm-hmm. an answer mm-hmm. in help, if that makes sense? Like, help exactly. help him, help whoever your quarterback is going to be. It, it, it might not be Dak in five years, but whoever that dude is, if we're going to have the same mentality of, hey, we're going to roll into the playoffs, put it all on the quarterback. Good luck going three, four games in a row with that happening.
5: Oh, man, facts. Lastly, and I'm going to get, I'm going to jump off. I know mean, you got hella calls you calling go, in, go. but. Man, we got to be intentional about the run game, man. we got to be intentional about the run game from a defensive perspective and an offensive perspective because otherwise we are just forgetting what the game of football is all about. Yeah, it's flashy. You know, we've seen over the last 10, 15 years, the spread kind of took over, bled out of college right into the NFL. But when you go back and look at these championship teams, to your point, you know, even though it's Pat Mahomes, he got a run game. They're intentional about that. and At the same time, they have a competent defense that can stop the run. So it's like, you cannot go into these seasons being a Jerry Jones thinking you're going to win a championship if you are not serious about making the changes necessary to do so. I mean, we we, we watch it. We are not profi- I'm not a professional. I'm not a coach. But if my the voice uh, amateur opinion can see what's going on in the field, surely the front mm-hmm. office can see what's going on as well. And it's like, my God, what is it going to take for you yeah. to do that? You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I don't I – don't, I don't want to say what everybody's thinking, but is you gonna to have to go ahead and take that dirt nap before everybody before <laughs> hey, something changes? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know I'm,
0: I'm here.
1: I'm here to tell you right now, his son is still going to be running this thing.
5: So I'm afraid of that, man. I don't, I'm so afraid of that. No, I, I don't know
1: that that even matters, man, because 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 his son technically is still is running the day to day things anyway, and there's yeah. there's no the yeah. problem is. Jerry, steven the problem is there's no pressure. There's no real pressure to have to do it, right? They're going to have their jobs. Oh, yeah. Whenever oh, yeah. he goes, steven is likely going to be general manager. And and. But you know, I
5: also question of uh like what they have to have some kind of politics in play, man, because we've seen times over the last few seasons where the run game like, hey, that, that looks kind of good, or. Uh, somebody like Malik Davis, when Zeke was still here, I pop in the game and damn, he kind of run kind of hard. Like, who was this guy? Like, where are you coming from? And then
1: all of a sudden, disappear. 100%. There are, and, 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 <laughs> I think me and Jesse were talking about this. Like, this happens in the league. Like, there's, there's, there's politics period in a lot of these teams, but definitely here. I, I, Jerry don't believe in paying a dude and not playing them. You paying, you playing. Mm-hmm. Even if it means that the person behind you is doing just as good or better. Or we might have a shot at something different. They, they're they're going to play. Uh, and, and that is also yeah, obviously yeah. a problem here, you know, politics and whatnot. But uh, we, we, we've we heard former players. Beasley has spoken out about it. Some other former players have spoken out about oh, yeah. it. The, the, the top of the organization Des, they, they 100% say, hey, so-and-so needs to get the rock. You know, it is what it is. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Man, that's all I had, man. I appreciate you taking a call, bro. Y'all have a great
1: one. Man, great call. From Arkansas. What's your name? So should I put you in as J Jimmy Fly?
5: Jimmy Fly Hook 'em.
1: Hook 'em. Like Jimmy Fly Snook 'em. I like it.
5: Like Jimmy Fly Snook 'em, but 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 the fishing version.
1: <laughs> ah, you a fish okay, but down in Arkansas, I bet. I right, big dog, appreciate you.
5: No problem, man. Peace.
1: Good one there, good one there, good one there. All right, so we got a couple more. We'll get to y'all in a a second here. Get out of here. We'll get to y'all here in a second. I kind of want to review a few more of these kind of lower-level dudes. We'll do the next two, and I just want to get y'all opinions on them. So uh, for those who may have just jumped up in here, we talked about kind of the big names, the splash, per se, names at running back. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Um, I think the Cowboys could make a splash in that department. If I were to make a splash, to me, it'd be Derrick Henry, uh, number one. I would I would I would aggressively uh attack. Attack. I would aggressively go after him. And I don't think it's gonna cost you a lot. I, I think I showed this if you were if you were late to the party. Spotrack is is putting him at four point three million dollars on average. Uh the PFF is putting him at 10. I don't think it'll be this low, but I definitely don't think it'll be higher than 10. Um, you're, you're probably looking at a short deal, two-year deal, maybe under 10 million. And like I said, if I'm looking at this season as a all-in one-year type of deal, I really don't, I don't care about paying eight, nine million dollars for Derrick Henry for one season. I think he 100% can can help you in that department. So, but this, this is this is laughable. I'm, 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 I'm picking up the phone now. You know what I mean? So that's where we at. But this is where we are going. These are the next two backs on the list for PFF, Austin Eckler and DeAndre Swift. Eckler is projected, which is crazy because he got, he got the bag. I think it was somewhere around like nine or something. Maybe I could be wrong. He got the bag. And the first thing we said when Kellen Moore went to to the Chargers, well, that's a wrap for Austin Eckler. That's a wrap. My guy got 177 receptions in like two years or something crazy like that. I could be wrong. It could be three years. And when they signed Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore don't care about throwing a ball to a running back. That's Eckler's one of his biggest strengths, right? He, he's a scat. He's one of those scat back type dudes, a little guy. little, not going to call him a gadget, uh, but in space, RB2 type, right? Tandem type. A lot of these guys are tandem types. But soon as they hired Kellen Moore, it was a wrap for him. And and he had one of his worst seasons as a Charger. Mm -hmm. One of his worst seasons as a Charger. He actually wanted to get traded. And I bet you I know why. The same reason why uh, ZQ Elliott wanted to get paid when uh, Kellen Moore was offensive coordinator. He saw that damn playbook and said, excuse me, sir. We doing what? Then get me the hell up out of here. Eckler tried to get traded; didn't happen, and now he's likely going to enter the market uh, nerfed. For being honest, I'm—I would say a no on Eckler. I would just get a guy like him in a draft, personally. If I'm going to, like I said, if I'm going, if I'm going to go in free agent market, I'll either want an alpha, right, or I'd prefer a guy like DeAndre Swift over Austin Eckler. Let me tell you something about Swift. He showed me something this year. He showed me something. Um, I wasn't familiar with that part of your game, DeAndre. Mm. Coming from Detroit, I thought DeAndre Swift was, I don't want to say scat, but RB2 slasher-ish, right? DeAndre Swift got to Philly. He was a tough dude, man. Tough runner. I mean, he still was a slasher. He still made you miss, but he, I don't know if he look bigger. He looked bigger in, in, in the eagle green. I, I don't know what it was, man. Maybe it's the alpha. I, I don't know. But he looked different. He he did not look like a, oh, we're just going to throw you the ball at the backfield type back. He looked like a tough runner that can get downhill, that can find open space, make guys miss. I, I think he had a quality year. And uh, I don't know if he's quite alpha, but he's like right below that. Like I'd put him above Austin Eckler in the sense of if, if I'm going to have a lead-ish back, I'd rather have swift as my lead back over eckler and eckler can be a part of my tandem so i take i take swift over eckler even though they have him like 50 almost 50 spots or so above deandre swift in their overall rankings but i, I like what swift did in philly i hate philly but i like what swift did in philly i don't think swift was going to come here I, I don't particularly think he likes dallas uh, but i'm just saying from a running back standpoint He could go, I think he can go somewhere, be your number, when I say number one, be your lead guy in a tandem, and I think he can be productive. He did it in Philly, and Philly didn't, they barely took their run game series. Like, how you got an offensive line like that, you don't take your run game series, but you rather run it with your quarterback. Makes no sense to me. Swift runs like Pacheco. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, man. He kind of do remind me of that. Again. Was not familiar with Bruss' game. I, I remember we played DeAndre Swift. Or, or even when he went to Philly, and I looked at him. I'm like, oh, this dude just catches the ball in the backfield. A little shifty dude, whatever. Nah, he got the Philly, man. And, and he was a physical runner. So, I like him. The next two, new knew would take some calls. J.K. Dobbins and Devin Singletary. Uh, unfortunately, I'm out on J.K. Dobbins, right? If you were putting together a draft board and you look at... um the medicals, the medicals on JK just are man. Just I feel so bad for this guy. So bad. It, it just it just gets hurt every year. And it's not like ah hamstring. No, it's like season ending, done. But he's so talented, but hurt way too much. And not just little stuff, like extreme stuff. So I'm out on 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 Dobbins. If the Cowboys did not want to make a major move with one of the big three. Devil Singletary is interesting. He um, he had a and we can talk about AJ Dillon if you want. He had a a good year I think in Houston. Once their guy went down, Damian Pierce. Who talk about the one eighty man? I thought Damian Pierce was the next tough guy running back. And Devon Singletary got in there and he did a fine a fine job for Houston. Um, I think he's going to sign somewhere and he's going to help a team in, in a in a stable or backfield. Had a good year. And then finally AJ Dillon. You want to talk about a truck. That's a truck right there. My guy's 6'3", 250, 6'2", 250, something like that. They call him Quadzilla. Oh, he's a tank. Not a good season this year, though, from an efficient standpoint. He had better, if more efficient seasons prior. Um, but he is 100% a guy that you put in a, a tandem backfield. Excuse me. With a slasher, right? You got like a slasher and AJ or AJ Jones and, and Jones. And then you have AJ Dillon as that powerhouse. Again, I could see him being signed somewhere as to be that powerhouse for a guy. If you were to say, Hey Scott, we gonna draft these slasher types. We need to go sign a cheap power guy. AJ Dillon makes sense. Not much wiggle in his game, but but he boy, he get downhill. He gonna he gonna score on the goal line, he gonna get your short yardage. If you get an open field, nobody's gonna want to tackle him. Um, I ain't even gonna use the word poor man Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry's a Hall of Famer, but six two ish, two fifty. Yeah, I mean he's got the size like nine oh three. You are live. Hey
6: man, uh, Eric, I'm I that a jackass that called a few months ago and said uh, that I've seen a potential world beater coming.
1: I, I look, my bad, Eb. If I forgot, but you said you you saw a t- potential world beater.
6: Yeah, I called a couple months ago and said uh, I see a potential world beater coming. Apparently, I was wrong on that.
1: Oh, like like we're going to be a world beater. It's hey, look, man. We we it is what it is, Big dog. We always rooting hard for us to yeah. be world beaters. Right, right. Well,
6: what um, what I, I the first thing that uh we I think needs to be addressed. I mean, I'm I'm with you on getting the running backs, especially. I look at like the 07 and the 2011 New York Giants and where they had Ahmad Bradshaw and Jacobs just Josh killing Jacob, people at the end boy. of the season. And I did <sighs> Josh you know, Jacobs, man, he I was think a
1: scary the, dude to tackle.
6: Yeah, I mean, not, not Josh Jacobs, but um, Brandon,
1: Brandon Jacobs, my pop, Brandon Jacobs.
6: Brandon, Brandon Jacobs, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah. But uh, definitely, just those guys just running all over people at the end of the season. And I think that's to me, that's the most impressive runs I've seen with those two teams and they always got it together at the end of the season. I wouldn't mind having something like that.
1: Yeah, man. That's that's uh, what I assumed we were going to do in in free agency yeah. or, or the draft. I I would have never if you would have said Sky, we're not only are we not going to draft a running back in the top one hundred or draft a running back in the top five rounds, when we do draft a running back, he's gonna be five foot five, a buck seventy to like you lying there's no way yeah. because you already well, got a, 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 I think yeah you know I mean and the fact that they did that and then mm-hmm. they went into the season like that and then they still it was I was shocked absolutely shocked right um especially from a guy who drafted Eddie Lacey <laughs> well now now here's where I come in on
6: here's where my, my, my thing is is they they can put somebody needs to put pressure on the front office to do that and to me it has to be Prescott that does, that does it he's like he's got him over a barrel with his contract anyway
1: I see where you can with this. agree to I like with
6: okay. sign with an extension, sign with an extension, and give them like yeah, and then even give him a Tom Brady type deal and say, "Look, I'll come in for less and extend it, but you guys got to bring dudes in."
1: Yeah, ain't happening. I, I doubt he' gonna give them any well, type of hometown <laughs> discount, but I don't think that matters. Well, I mean, let me tell you why this doesn't matter. Because when you extend yeah. him, the cap hit is going to drop significantly. So you're you're getting. A whole bunch of money to go get these guys so you know there's no need to 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 give them any type of damn discount i'm i'm always for the players screw the 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 owners they're going to screw you anyway but you don't need to be like hey i'm going to give you some hometown discount when your 60 million dollar cap hit's likely going to be cut more than half of that so he's going to get the money from an extension how about just go go get me the goddamn run game Regardless of what I do,
6: yeah, yeah, that's right. Go, go get. That's the thing is, I'll, I mean, either I sign the extension, and you give me the dudes, or I don't sign the extension, and then let's see how it goes. And I go free agent, and you can rebuild.
1: There you go. But you I like you thinking. You know,
6: of. the Cowboys do not want to rebuild. I mean, put them mm. on, put them on, put the pressure on them. I mean, you were smart by getting your contract negotiated the way you did. Put the damn pressure on them.
1: Yeah, the pressure. Besides the pressure for his his contract, but the pressure from a team standpoint, yeah, I I love right, it. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love it if he went, to Ty France, and say, "Hey, Ty, you know, as you're negotiating my on my behalf, go ahead and let yeah. them them dudes know, I'm not trying to go into the playoffs like this. You can't see it, but <laughs> I'm not trying to go into the playoffs for the third consecutive season, fourth consecutive season, and it's just all or nothing on me. Yeah, I do that. That's a that's a good point.
6: Right yeah I mean I would my my goal would be to you either get me the dudes that can come in here and help us win or you're gonna pay me out and then we'll see how it goes for you the next three or four years whenever you're trying to keep saying that we're them boys.
1: <laughs> indeed man indeed hey good call brother yeah. let's get to a few more though yeah all right, take care man yes sir bye. get to 100 grand hold hold up real quick 100 grand let me let me do this real quick boom boom all right here we go all right 100 grand what's good with you we're in the same situation
2: we was in with, with romo in 2016 with Dak prescott same situation said,
1: 100 grand said hey look dog f- all the pleasantries dog we're in the same <laughs>
0: situation <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how Brian be. when I talk to Brian Broaddus he, he don't hit you with hey man how everything going Brian Broaddus you call Brian Broaddus hey what's up B let me tell you something about this uh, Dak Prescott situation Sky. guy i play, like damn dog I mean <laughs> alright how are you sir <laughs> good morning 100 grand now proceed <laughs>
2: good morning my boy good morning my boy yeah so man we 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 <laughs> we in the same situation, man. You said in 2016? Situation. In 2016, when we before the season, with Tony Romo, what did we say? We need to replace the running game. Tony Romo will tear everything apart. All we got to do is get him a running game. And ah, that's when we draft Zeke.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yo. That, that, Dak that's Prescott is
2: in the same situation. Dak Prescott can carve everybody up. You know why he get into trouble? Cause they drop six and seven. No seven
1: or eight. You're not eight, dropping eight,
2: not six. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you're not dropping seven and eight when you got a dynamic running back back there that'll tear you apart. Go ahead, drop it if you want to.
1: <laughs> See, my problem. You don't with have it, that. My problem with it is even if you don't got a dynamic one, right? Because let's keep it a bean. There might be one. Dynamic running back left in the tournament right now, and that's Christian McCaffrey. No, no disrespect to Gibbs. Gibbs is nice, but he's a part of a tandem. Is what I mean. I, the, look, all right, Gibbs. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll throw Gibbs in there. the The thing is, they got dynamic running games. That, you know what I'm saying? They got running games right. that they can they can lean on. No offense to Diggs, but if or, or, or Gibbs, but if Gibbs ain't there, Montgomery can still you know do some work because of how they do it. So. If if right. you're gonna be if, if you're gonna be out on bringing in a Josh Jacobs a uh, Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry, then be in on how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't you just can't afford to keep going into the playoffs like that, bro. Can't do it. You can't. You can't. And these fans, oh,
2: that Prescott sucks. That Prescott sucks. Look at look at all these other quarterbacks. They got running games that you scared of. They got running games that they gotta at least prepare for that helps them out. We don't mm. have that. So it's mm-hmm. Dak by itself. So when y'all talk about Jordan Love and all this stuff and how great he is and he beat Dak Prescott, so he's better than Dak, y'all y'all naive. Go back and look at the game. Take Jordan Love running game out the equation and see if he win that football game.
1: Shit, you, you, no. you, you give us no. You give us <laughs> M- LaFleur? With with that with, with that little yeah. sheet, yeah,
0: it's yeah, a wrap.
2: We winning, we winning. It's like Dak Prescott got to win these games by himself. He got to win these games by himself, and there's only so much you can do when they doubling up on everybody, and they and they and they switching stuff at, at the snap. Go ahead and switch something out the snap, and we can just dump the ball off to to to, to, to 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 a running back that can make some moves out the backfield real quick and get some yack. You're not gonna do that no more. They already don't wanna blitz that because he's the number one blitz quarterback in the league. So you got the only chance you got of beating him is dropping guys back in coverage.
7: That's the only shot you got
2: of beating Dak. And we don't have a running back to help him out, to take that away from running these
1: guys. game. We gotta we we we, we run, gotta emphasize game. it, bro. Running game. And only reason why I'm doing that is the only reason why running I'm doing, that, yeah, is, right. right. why I'm doing that is because I feel like if we're gonna put the heat on him, we gotta put the heat on correctly. We need a running right. game because I don't, I don't want to nitpick about a particular player because that's all we're going to do is I don't agree on signing that person, that person. I right. but I know one I thing agree. you do agree I on.
2: Agree. We need a running game. I agree. <laughs> we need a running game. I agree. You need a running game because if you got a running game, for the most part, it don't matter who you put back there, they're going to tear you apart if you got a running scheme. So that's what we need. We need to bring somebody in here. That has a running I, Why don't they go get One of these Shanahan guys
1: well, So we
2: can take the running scheme I don't understand horse. Why we don't do that
1: Here's me I'm just beating a dead horse <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a dead i just beat the dead horse On the Shanahan thing dog like, I, 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 I don't know I
2: They
1: don't even gotta be Shanahan right? like, but, but somebody no, no, that, It that, don't that's, gotta be him right. Take
2: somebody off his tree Yeah
1: I am grand. I'm you.
2: Take somebody off his tree, promote him, and let's and let's make things rock. Let's do that. I don't understand why Ain't they the don't want to do that. Up. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's not that Prescott, man. We need to fix the guys around him, that
1: running team, in the offensive line. The 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 one that cracks me up. Look, I, I get it. There's intrigue. In, um, in Trey Lance. But but I'm, let me tell y'all something right now. If y'all think Trey Lance. Going into the playoffs. Like this. Is the answer. We are lost. I'm not saying I don't want to see Trey Lance improve. Because that, that helps the Cowboys out. That gets injured. Pretend, you know he steps in. Does well. Or if, if he does well. You can trade him. Or if he is the guy. Move forward he's the guy. But. I, I really don't care who the hell you put back there. You 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 have to, to not be one dimensional. But I do find it comical when people be like Trey Lance is the answer. It's like, Jesus, guys. What are we doing?
2: Scott, Trey Lance is unproven. Trey Lance Trey Lance has not seen the defenses that Dak Prescott has. So, we gotta ha- he's gotta Ooh. improve. I don't want to see you coming on him ain't here. even wanna about it. I want to see Trey Lance improve. I want to see Trey Lance improve throwing the ball up the seam. I want to see Trey Lance improve with his throwing a, a, a pass to numbers. And I want to see Trey Lance wh-
1: improve against the Blitz. That's no, what you're nah, gonna nah, be
2: coming up here saying year
1: after year after year. That takes years of <laughs> stuff. Right now, this is all jokes aside. What he's literally, or this season has literally had to work on. And this is partially San Francisco's fault. Partially, whoever was in his circle, he quite literally is learning how to take hand or do handoffs under the center. He's literally learning oh how to go through basic progressions in an NFL offense, right? And doing that at a, at a good. He's literally learning footwork. That's what he did this year. That's what he did. You know, now he had the he had the uh, the ability to do it without bullets flying at him. So you hope that that work that he's putting in helps next year, and we'll see what happens in the, in the uh, preseason. But all jokes aside, those are some of the things he was working on. And that's our as our answer, yeah, I ain't ready to go that far just yet. No, sir.
2: He's going to get destroyed. And on top of that, there's no running – we don't have a running game. That's the so it's going to be one-dimensional – Running, running, Y'all want scene. a one-dimensional
1: trade? There's yeah, no we're...
2: running scene, So we're, we're, so we're going to be the same way. We're going to be the same way. And these same fans going to be like, Man, I wish we had Dak Prescott
5: back, man. Trey Lance would try it.
1: Uh-uh. We are not going to compare <laughs> Jordan Love to Trey Lance. Jordan Love. No, no, we're not going to do that. Jordan Love, <laughs>
2: stepped,
1: Jordan. Jordan Love
2: stepped behind for three for years. For three years. He got to learn. And, and he was in an actual NFL offense, Trey Lance was in a scheme. It's
1: a total two different Uh, things. Not only only did he sit behind him for three years, he actually played a shit ton of quarterback in college and in high school. Trey Lance, between high school, college, and the pros, has less pass attempts at the quarterback position than just about any starting quarterback this season. I'm, so not, you, I'm not you, making that
2: you, up. You, you have you have a guy that you have to mold
1: from the from the bottom, From the, the bo- bottom, bro, from the the bo- so it might take bottom. a couple seasons. Yeah,
2: so it's gonna take three years, four years to, to see something in this guy. And that, and 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 come on, man, that's what you guys gotta understand. Like he's not, he ain't coming out the gate ready. Let's go. We ready to rock? No. He gotta learn everything from scratch, and once he does that, when you start to see live bullets, are you afraid to go against the blitz? Are you jittery? You know, can you stand in that pocket and take a hit? We don't know nothing about that. We don't know nothing about that with this guy. Yeah,
1: nothing. long way to go. Long way to go, hundred grand. But hey, dog, appreciate long the call, man. Long way to go, man. No doubt, man. Luke, let's get to my guy, Jay Jack. What's good, bro? Jay Jack, yo yo
4: yo yo, what's up, my guy? What's up with you, bro? Chilling, chilling. Uh, before I get to the before I get to the the uh, running back thing, I want to ask
1: you if you remember when I told you I thought that Jason Garrett sabotaged us
4: back in the day.
1: Oh, bro, we we was all, we was talking about that before I even thought about having a damn show. One hundred percent, bro. Listen, bro. Shout out to you, man. Jesse, Jesse Hobby. Yeah. I
4: was watching his. Yeah, yeah, I, I, saw, watching, I saw that uh, clip, uh,
1: Patrick Creighton bro, came out and said it was sabotage. But Jesse been saying that to people and nobody wanted to believe
4: him. Bro, I'm like, yo, ain't no way. Ain't no way, bro. Like, I just want to thank him for putting that out there because I knew I wasn't crazy when I said that, bro. Like, that was, there's no way that, that we got Dez Bryant drafted in the first round and then in the first, whatever, seven games or whatever, we throw one pass to him down
1: the field. That was crazy. Yeah man, everything looked different but, after Wade got fired in 2010. Yeah, everything that looked was different. crazy, though. But uh, as far as the running back thing, I'm a I'm a Saquon Barkley guy.
4: But I, I'll be I'll be happy with Jacobs or Henry or Saquon. I like Singletary too. I like DeAndre Swift. But whoever we get, regardless of where what we pay him or whatever we still got to draft a running back too. I'm, right. Whoever we get, wow. we draft in the running back. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm cool with whoever. Just, up, just upgrade the room. And like, like you've been saying, bro, fix that, fix that run scheme. The center position, bro, there's no way that your center is playing in between two all pro guards and is not at the very least considered a good center. I like, I don't, I don't understand that. But, uh, and to, to piggyback off with Joe just talking about about uh, how it looked like the Tony Romo years and shit like bro like bro get Romo run game you see what he could do you see bro we seen we seen Dak his rookie year with a dynamic run game and the the defense wasn't that good thirteen and three. You give that I to cool. do that better though,
1: than man. man. I, I hate going back to his rookie year like that because we had a, a ridiculous offensive line. We ain't getting that again, right? And I think the game mm-hmm. has progressed schematically. Like I don't even think you need that. And I think he's a better quarterback yeah, than that. Like nope. he, he's shown that. Exactly. I just would just look That's at look things. around the league. Get him something. Just look around Get the league. That jo- Josh call Allen, jo-
0: uh, uh, Proc
1: Purdy. Jared Goff, these dudes have running games to lean on, and I don't think they're better than Dak Prescott at the quarterback position, but they've advanced further. Their organizations are different. I get it, but but they have that to lean on as well. Hell, Lamar Jackson is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks of, of all time, right? And he still has a running game that that they have over there. So, look, football is football at the end of the day. If you want to say we're going to diminish the actual player that's running the rock, whatever, but you can't you can't ignore the running game. That's still part of the game. Exactly. And then, like, the way,
4: like, if you go back to the San Francisco game this year and then the previous years when we played them in the playoffs, you've seen what they were doing. And we didn't incorporate none of that into our scheme at all. Like, ew, that's, that worked right there. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why not? Like you say, it's a it's a, a copycat league. Why not? Incorporate, you could, you could, you've seen what they're doing. And then, Man, we, when it comes to the
1: we we stole some overhead. shit. Like, that's what's crazy. We stole the pop motion. Remember, Schottenheimer came out in the middle of the season. We all of a sudden, I think it was I don't know if it was uh, it was the Chargers game or the game after that. We start seeing pop motion, right? That, that that's that, not sprint motion, but just motion at the snap, popping out. And oh, well, this is actually working. And, and Shadi said, "Yeah, well, you know, you look around the league, and we we decide to take this and take that. Well, why stop there?" Let me let me tell y'all something right now. Y'all will call me, y'all, y'all will 100% call me a shyster, call me a thief, call me whatever you want if I was a coordinator in the NFL. Y'all wouldn't even be able to put a word on what I do because I'm taking everybody's plays that's successful and I'm mashing it into one playbook. That's what I'm doing. I do the I'm same. Stealing. I would do the same thing. I'm stealing all you all shit because it, it, there's nothing against it and it works. Why we don't do yeah, that? It or the league doesn't do that. Doesn't work, more, I don't I'm know. I don't know. I'm especially putting on a ski to... mask. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm I got a ski mask on especially, on the sideline, dog.
4: Listen, bro. <laughs> especially when you see how they're using these motions and they're when when, when you're Still in zone, the linebackers are shifting out one way and then you're throwing the ball right to where they were sitting at. <laughs> like, it's is
1: crazy because. It happens week after week after week,
4: bro. Like,
1: but see, but see you, then you got dudes like, like Shanahan, right, who these mother effers saw a play the Detroit Lions ran three hours before our game, went in to the locker room, pregame, whatever, and put the damn play in right there and scored a touchdown off of it. Scored a to touchdown. Scored to yeah. a touchdown, I'm still on all y'all shit. Yeah, real tough. What kind it's of offense like... do you run, Sky, at NFL? <laughs> I run the the thirty two off run the thirty two <laughs> the all thirty two
4: For real yeah and 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 for for the people that still like on the back thing it's like bro, come on man like this man just went all pro with no running game, then you go into the playoffs and think that when everybody's been saying since i as long as I can remember they've been saying a run game, and a defense. Defense which travels. For a yeah. Postseason run. yeah. That's what you need for a postseason run. Pat Mahomes got 13 playoff wins. The Chiefs averaged 130 rushing yards per game. Come on. The
1: they don't hear you. Say that one more time.
4: Let me turn you all the way up. Pat, Mahone, Pat Mahomes has 13 postseason wins, and the Chiefs averaged 130 rushing yards per game. Mm. Pat Mahomes. That's this is the 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 young goat. He's not doing it all by himself, bro. So why do you we got Dak Prescott, who everybody knows is not Pat Mahomes because they say it all the time he's not Pat Mahomes. Not Pat Mahomes, we know that. <laughs> we know he's not Pat Mahomes. So get him what he needs. Get him a run game and get him a de- uh, a defense, a real defense with some real linebackers, bro. Like I don't understand this whole. I I don't understand it, bro. When you have, you literally have the number one offense who just can't run the ball. If we run the ball,
1: that's why I said, that that's why I said, when I asked that question to Pat, uh, you know, who's, who had the most impressive season of those four NFL honor invitees, I said Dak, because if you put context, he did that without a running game. Right. Like that's unprecedented. Right. Oh, the whole entire season. I mean, nobody cared about the Cowboys. They didn't even care about the run game. Now yeah. it did bite us in the ass, I'm go with, but you know. On, on that, I'm gonna go with I'm going go with Deron Bland. Though. Yeah, he's I ain't gonna going argue with you on that.
4: one. That I ain't was, gonna argue with you on that. That was, that was one. crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, I don't even. I do to say how he wasn't in the MVP race, for real for real. Like he, he six, should, six, six, five, six, six. He like, should win on.
1: Defensive Player of the Year. Like this is crazy that that's, he's probably he's not. But any other season, especially when none, none of the when none of the other nominees. For the award has done
4: something that we've never seen never
1: before. Never seen before. Yeah, yeah. That should be a that
4: should be a hands down a hands down winner right there,
1: but I don't got no votes. Facts, man. AJ Jack, as always, bro. Good shit. Appreciate you calling in, fam. Hey no doubt. Have a good one, my boy. Appreciate you, dog. You too. Hey that's that's a fire quote right there. I mean I don't know if it's a quote toxic time but I know you are you were in army and once again thank you for your service and all those who uh, were Uh, where to go you said soldiers don't win wars armies do I think I've seen you say that before but I, I always forget to say it out loud soldiers don't win wars armies do yeah I like that we had a good running attack and it means nothing where where's that at now look I'm not saying this is the only that's why if you guys were here earlier in the in the show i said i think it will help you go further i don't think that's going to be the end all be all there's, uh, there's other things that have to come into account too but I'm just saying, if we're going to run this thing back, this is what you have to improve on to advance further. But I, I I, don't recall the Cowboys having some dynamic rushing attack in the playoffs since 2018 versus the Seattle Seahawks. That's a long time. The last five or six, was it, was it five? You had the game against the Rams, and then you had these games. So, five. (sighs) Which is why we should have kept Zeke. Willie T, let me put your glasses on, bro. Ezekiel Elliott in his last four playoff games. 2.6 yards per carry. 2.6 yards per carry. 2.1. And then before that, 2.4. Hate to break it to you. That shit ain't matter. (laughs) Zeke, Zeke ain't the playoff answer, brother. Five or one? That's right. Five is better than one. I don't think my guy, Willie T see that so that's why i had to read the numbers there for y'all man Ze- zeke not the answer in this situation i'm not even gonna fault zeke you know he he wears down 2018 was like or was it 19 was like the the last year you know and that happens when you give a dude the running back or the, the ball so much they are gonna wear down. then he wears down in the regular season get to the playoffs and he's just completely worn he ain't the answer Swan, what's good,
7: man? What's good, Scott? How you doing?
1: I'm all right, brother.
7: Man, and this this is the thing. I'm glad we're having this running back conversation because I I, I told you this at the trade deadline, man. We were supposed to go get Derrick Henry, and we didn't get him. Like I said, if we would have got Derrick Henry at the trade deadline, bro, I felt like, honest to God, would have shook up the league like how Christian McCaffrey went to San Francisco.
1: She. I'm wrong for saying that? Yes, 100. The the 49ers had a fant yo. The 49ers had a fantastic run game before Christian McCaffrey. So Christian went into a situation where you just knew, oh, this going to be crazy. Like they have a their, their running game is already amazing. Now you add quite possibly the best running back in the league and you see what you get. The Cowboys' running game sucked. And that's why I started the show with, I'm not saying a specific person is going to be the reason why your running game is fixed. Because number one, to fix the running game, you have to fix the plan, right? So if you just brought in Derrick Henry here and you changed nothing in how you ran, you would have just had a big-name running back, big running back, who would have probably averaged like 3.2 yards per carry. He'd have scored some goal-line touchdowns, no doubt about that. Um, but that's for for sure but in between the 20s if you didn't fix that you were going to be asking derrick henry to play hero ball man and at the end of the day you don't want nobody having to do that down and down out so i i i don't think we would have shook up the league like that maybe from a name standpoint but if they don't change the plan but at the but at the, <laughs>
7: but at the same time derrick henry forces seven to eight men in a box and he would have been running up the a-gaps and b-gaps way better than rico
1: and tony pollard that's a
7: fact scott that's a fact. Sure. He he, he would have caused he would have caused more of a threat than both of them. There,
1: now, there's no there's no doubt now, about it that he would have been he's a better player than both of those two guys. But again, is it's not just about the who. That's why I always talk about the how. If you were just gonna do the same shit you were gonna do with Derek Henry with the other guys, I don't I don't really think that would have done much. If you'd went to the playoffs and said we're gonna run, we're gonna this is our run game plan, we're gonna throw the ball all over the field, we're not gonna take it seriously. What is what was Derek Henry gonna do?
7: All right, so, so let me ask you this question in a rebuttal. What's the point of going after Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs in the offseason? Because you know we're not going to change shit.
1: No, not, not, see, the point? That's why I said I prefaced all this with it doesn't stop with just the who they have to change the how. I, I mean, you must have not been here, Tuan, But you can't just go sign a Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and you do the same shit. If that's the case, it does not matter. That's what I was saying during, at the start of the show. So it starts with the how. I, I, I came late. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. starts with the how. My hope, and again, this is all hope because we we don't live by the wish creed here in Dallas. It's all hope. The hope is if you were to sign one of these dudes now, you have all off season to install a quality plan. You weren't changing up shit. Had you brought one of these dudes in during the regular season, you'd have been doing the same stuff because you. That's just we got. We live in reality, not Madden. They're not going to change their entire scheme. You you put in scheme plans during the se- or off season, and then you just run with what you run during the regular season. So, I, I I think you'll have a whole off season. You would hope that they change up stuff. But if you say we're in November, December, and you are like, hey, Sky, in November, December, the Cowboys aren't going to change anything, right? They're going to do everything they did last year. Then yeah, it probably won't matter who you bring in. I right,
7: guess. I guess I, I, I
1: guess in this topic we just gonna have to we gonna have to That's fine. All I would the, say is as as my, as 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 my as evidence as is as go look at who's left in the playoffs. That's my evidence. They care about their how, in every single last one of those offenses, yeah. it did not matter who their running back was. They were efficient. Go check it. The 49ers were already a great running team right. before they right. got yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. The yep. Detroit Lions yeah. were already a great running team or a good running. Hell, before they, who they have last year? you know, Jamal Williams. 17 touchdowns yeah, last Jeff. year. Say so get up out of here because we believe in our plan. The Baltimore Ravens, my, my guy, they, they, they got like 10 to 12 running backs. They done put in and out of that run game and it's been working. And you can go all the way back to the first Super Bowl for the Chiefs. They just they don't give a damn who's back there. They just swap guys in and out and they have an efficient run game because they have an efficient plan. That's my evidence. That's all I'm saying.
7: Yeah, true, true, but at the same time, speaking of evidence, it shows we don't have the courage to switch shit up or change or to adapt anyway. My thing is, man, yeah. we're just a we're just we're just a little we're just a little too late at every at every part.
1: We are, and that's and the, the other day. one, Twan. We are reactionary, and that's my hope. That's the again. I'm hoping. My apologies, Twan. I keep hoping. Yeah. But that's my hope is that okay. Last year, what, or in 2022, what were we saying? The Dallas Cowboys needed. We needed cornerback help, and we needed wide receiver help. These fools did not attack it aggressively, and they waited to after the season. Yeah. And we and we gave them applause. Now I I gave them applause. Yep. But if y'all remember, I was like, I'm gonna give y'all applause, right? But I ain't going to go too crazy because y'all fools only doing this because of how bad it was in 2022. Y'all being reactionary. So I'm hoping that they are reactionary again. And they say, not only do we need to revamp the room with the who, but we need to revamp the how. Because the how and the who did not give us any advantage ever all season, especially the playoffs when it came to the run game. So I'm hoping that they do what they've been doing and be a reactionary organization that – I hate to be on a hope creed, but that's all we got, man. Was Shotty
7: was was involved in the run game? Do you know?
1: Was the the run game? That's a good question. I would imagine he was involved with the plan, but I I think I think people got Shotty messed up a little bit. There was a lot of talk about Shotty's run game, um, in the off season, but in reality, I thought it was it was Shotty as a passing game coordinator, uh, where he he had his, his best outing with, with uh, what's his name over there in Seattle? Russell Wilson? Russell
7: Wilson. I think he was instructed: Yeah, the game the
1: best yeah I think he was instructed, and in, in given what he had in, um, with the Jets,, he, they had to lean into the run. They had a dynamic elite defense with a defensive coordinator as a head coach and a quarterback in Mark Sanchez. They was not about to be no pass game team, so they ran the Marty Ball. Uh, But he was a pass game coordinator for the Cowboys He's a pass game coordinator in Jacksonville. And as an OC, when he had a quarterback, he was a guy that was, you know, trying to get big plays and was a a throw guy. Did they run well? They 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 ran well. But I don't think that was a he wanted to be a running team, hence why he actually left. There was a there was a divide. Uh, Pete Carroll wanted shoddy to be run, 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 pass, run, run, pass. And Shoddy was like, man, fuck fat. I don't want to do that. So they let go of him.
7: Okay. Okay. Well, to end this, man, I I, I just I just feel like Cowboy I, I feel the same way you feel. Go get go get one of these go get one of these three, either Saquon, Josh Jacob, or sure. James Henry, one of the three, nobody else, and draft your running back within the first three rounds. Honestly, just just the same exact way Detroit did it with um, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery. I, I agree with that same type of philosophy. Yeah, I'm still not rooting for him next year. But
1: say again, you fading out, bro? It's like you went underwater. I'm still
7: I'm I'm still not rooting for him next year, but I'll I'll watch him man.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot you did say that after. Hey, look, I, I I look, I ain't mad at you. The emotions are still running high, but you're gonna be here. I know good god dang well. You're gonna be right here watching and rooting and and, and hoping hoping for the best. I already know it, Twan. All
7: right, all right,
1: <laughs> All right, brother. My bad. I forgot to 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 take a look at the last one here. Uh Zach Moss uh was the last runner on this list that because I didn't expect to actually go through the whole list, but we did. So it is what it is. Kind of very similar to me um, with the other guys, with the DeAndre Swifts of the world. Uh, I think he's going to be a part of somebody's stable, part of somebody's backfield. Not necessarily an alpha, but that's fine as long as I think he can have some success. I thought he did good in Indy uh, as the two behind. Um, what's, what's the cat's name in, in Indianapolis? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so he, he did well. When Jonathan Taylor was out, injury or whatever, holding out, whatever it was, he played some good ball. But again, this just goes back to my point with, with all these type of guys, Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, I'm out on Dobbins, man, and the medicals, DeAndre Swift, Eckler, right? Even TP. You want to include TP. All these type dudes uh, are mostly stable tandem type dudes. They're not the alpha types. Um and, and they're going to be heavily, heavily relying, I think, on the plan. The Henrys, the Jacobs, the the Saquons, You, I don't. I would not want to go into it. Just be like, hey, man, he's he going to save us no matter what we decide to do. But I can see where fans and where where front offices may say that they may look at the talent and say it does not matter how we do it. The talent will save us. It does matter how you do it. Even with these guys, it matters. So. The thing always is with these guys is if the how actually works. Boy, you're talking about, you're talking about a dynamic type of player, potentially. 100%. <laughs> That's the behind. True, true, but Sky, you're wrong. <laughs> you're goofy, man. Uh, let's get into these super chats. I told y'all I might have stumbled across a good one. And when I say a good one, I mean the, the conversation. I knew this one would be interesting. Um, we may revisit this around around free agent primer time we may revisit it we may not we may move there was a whole lot of positions we can get to but for those who don't know when I do free agency primer we talk about the actual the realness of this team right the cat boy criteria and we'll explain all that later at another time and we list the cat boy criteria type of guys that that cat boy would be looking at and then we talk about the guys we want When we talk about Cowboy criteria, you won't see the top three. You just won't. But they should probably change things in how they operate in free agency, as we know. It would be stupid to run this whole thing back and be conservative. That makes no sense. Why would you do that? All in. All right, cowboy six, one five super chat appreciate you dropped a dub he said what are your thoughts on what on jesse holly what he said about micah and blessings i i hate to do this because you dropped 20 i have no idea what jesse said about micah if you could elaborate maybe i could give you my thought on it but i i if you would have put it in there i would have definitely gave you my thought but i don't know what jesse said about micah so would need um, specifics and i can maybe give you my general thoughts Sanjay dropped five. Super chat. Said I would I would get a free agent running back like Henry, sign Pollard for market rate, draft a running back mid in mid or low rounds as insurance. Henry replacement for next season. So you would you would sign Henry and TP. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much out on TP if I'm getting Henry. Yeah. Yeah. He said Micah selfish. Why did he say Micah selfish? What was the context around that? If you guys know. Oh, we called him the most selfish player in the league. Damn, that's. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to hit him up and see what it is. And then if I, if, if he, when he tells me about it, or if y'all give me like a timestamp, I can go watch. Maybe I'll react to it. I really don't do the, that type of, that ain't my content, but gonna yeah, we'll see what's up. Super chat. A-Ron dropped five and said, Henry will look like, Eddie George, if they don't change Ooh, that's a good one. I ain't going to lie, I was an Eddie George fan. And when we signed Eddie George, Bill Parcells, right? Or was that Campo years? Bill Parcells, okay. I can't remember which one it was. But he was another, you want to talk about DMC. That was another DMC. I think he rushed for like 900 yards, a few touchdowns, nothing crazy. But that's true. I think if you don't change up how you do things, there's potential that could be. And interestingly enough, he came from Tennessee. DB says, great show. Super chat. Ain't nothing wrong with being a copycat as long as you copying the right cat. Hmm. Come on, man. That's what I would do. Super chat. And then two from Ike. Run game and D travel but we couldn't find it at home. Facts. Facts so y'all y'all said he's saying he doesn't want to play linebacker he just wants the sacks he's selfish because he don't want to put in the film study he just wants to rush um well in that sense, I would say Jesse's wrong but I again I don't like to do the messy stuff uh but he is wrong on that um I said this before to you guys I say it again he's doing what he is being told to do. I just fax. Um, and he was one of the best at doing it DQ looked at him as one of the best at doing it why they decide to move him completely from backer year one don't know do not know and I think it cost the Cowboys uh, not 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 the playoffs or whatever but it cost them in a the sense of false confidence we talk about that a lot with J. Ron Curry. we talk about that with other guys I think I think they got false confidence that oh we got Michael rushing the passer everything else is good. You need backers, y'all. You need backers. Appreciate you, Mister. I can't pronounce. Super chat. NTL twenty fourteen. He said law has the video. Yeah, that's laws type of content. I don't really do that type of content here. Um but I would say I would say he's wrong in the sense of he doesn't want to play back. I, I've, that's all I can tell you, man. Uh, he will he will do what they ask of him to do, and that's why he did play it at times. But they want Micah to rush the passer, and I, I hate to say this because I thought we had a very deep defensive line. But if Micah wasn't getting home, we wasn't getting a lot of sacks, was we? We need to add, though. We need to add up there, 100%. All right. With that said, it is Friday, but the work is not done. Like I told you at the start of this thing, me and Foots will be not on here, but we will be talking Senior Bowl stuff next week. So Senior Bowl is next Saturday. I ain't doing a live watch. I don't – that ain't me. I ain't doing a live watch. But we will review it, though, the next – that following Monday – but prior to that, we got a senior bowl watch list and me and Foots will be uh breaking that down in a couple days and I'll be dropping that to you guys. Uh if you're looking for draft like like content, like I don't I don't say this lightly. Foots, Votch in our in our community, like those I I know for a fact, you know, those two. And a little biased, because those are my guys, right? We're talking about the the Illuminati is what we call it, right? The round table. But I know for a fact, um, you definitely need to be following those two in, in, in our group. Foots and Vacher, and definitely Vach is about to put out, he on a different, he on some different demon time type stuff when it comes to this draft right now. He's about to put out a whole lot of draft. Our shows are basically going to be draft shows uh, moving forward. So y'all want to make sure y'all tune in for that. But we're, we're kicking off our draft coverage with the senior bowl. We got a watch list and we'll break that down for y'all guys next week. All right. With that said, Push the goddamn
2: button. Push the goddamn button.
1: We out of here, man. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. I got Chiefs. i not rooting. I'm just I, kind of, I got Chiefs. Niners. Part 2. Super Bowl. In 2019 repeat. Although, it'd be cool to see Lamar go to They got Chiefs Niners. We out here. Peace.